Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Content warning. Adventures in Hellworld is rad. That's what it should be. <laughs> and the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. My name is Mysterio. Mysterio, I like that. Mysterio. I think Sound Mysterio. like a Superman villain. Is this not what you said? My name is Mysterio, right? It's me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> so the the reason I've got uh, Borat impression on the brain is because I just recently started a, a new D and D campaign with some friends over Zoom, and uh, my character does is supposed to have like a sort of vaguely Mediterranean accent because he's sort of like based on like Greek heroes or whatever. And uh, it was going well until I had cause to say the word wife, and then immediately it just became my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I totally, I totally lost the pocket. I was like, "Fuck you, Sacha Baron Cohen! You've ruined the words my wife forever." 
Oh, God. So, anyway, uh, that's a little peek behind the curtain on my life to keep it light and breezy before we talk about the fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I, 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 mostly I was just laughing and out of embarrassment that I, I did not see it when I was saying it. Yeah, it was right there. <laughs> Yeah, peek behind the curtain. And, and, Malefic! <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, I know we did a content warning up top, and don't worry, we're going to get to the amuse bouche where we try to keep it light and breezy here in a second. But uh, double content warning some horrible shit has gone down in our country over the past week. And because we cover such things, we're going to have to talk about it. So here's your, here's your double secret content warning for those of you who have made it this far. We'll, we, we will be discussing the various massacres happening in America this week. It's going to suck going down. So just like up top, we just want to recognize that, yes, this, this week may be even a little more punchy than normal uh, in terms of the, the, the wretchedness of the content we have to cover. Yeah, that being said, let's let's keep it light yeah, and breezy. Yeah. Up top. <laughs> yeah, how dare you warn me to keep it light and breezy at the top before oh, yeah, we so, start? I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I couldn't keep our content warning light and breezy. Like, we don't have a sound <laughs> a soundboard for me to like to hit a button to make a fart sound effect. Uh, happen. Just like, yeah, we're exactly. gonna have to talk about a race massacre, uh, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like. I can only I, I, I'm only one man. You can only keep it so light and so breezy. But yes. uh, we can certainly we can certainly start with our uh, our sexiest, most recent uh, segment of the show. Uh, the sort of uh, palate preparing amuse bouche, where we talk about stuff that really doesn't matter. Uh, and what what matters less than Durham? It, we've we've been talking about it for so long for something that actually matters exactly zero. But for the first time, it may be the history of Hever. We actually have the needle moving on Durham news. So, uh, so, so, Mike, what's the deal with Durham? Uh, the deal is, is that finally uh, his incredibly flimsy case against Michael Sussman for uh, lying to the FBI has gone to trial. And it appears that he's building a case against pretty much not Sussman. Like, this whole thing is just this farce that where they're trying to make it out that Sussman going to the FBI and telling them, hey, guys, uh, this whole thing with Trump and uh, this Alpha Bank, uh, it's probably no big deal. Um, it, it's something that we really don't want um Basically, we don't want the New York Times or anyone publishing any stories about it because we don't know that we don't know what's there. We don't know if there is a there there. And one thing led to another, and the New York Times ended up po- publishing an article that was literally uh, in investigation of Trump. FBI finds no clear connections to Russia. The Durham prosecution is based upon that article, which obviously drove the Hillary Clinton campaign up a wall because tying Trump to Russia was one of their go-to moves to try to win the election. Durham's whole case is literally that that article was a successful October surprise by the Clinton campaign against Trump and that Sussman was in on it to try to implicate Trump. And it's like, 
you you do realize what that article was exactly the opposite of what the Clinton campaign wanted. This was 100% not the goal. And the German command's like, nope, Sussman totally set things up in motion so that that article would get made. He lied to the FBI about what, what his intent was when he talked to them because he was working for Hillary. He was working for the Democrats. And that was his nefarious scheme was to basically give Trump good press weeks before the election. Because yes. my my brain is too filled with pop culture bullshit, I'm just gonna I'm gonna admit it to you, and you pointing to both of my co-hosts, and also you pointing generally to our audience. I don't remember who Durham or Sussman are. I, do, I, I, I am I, glad you said it too. I, I, I don't like, remember shit about Durham. They're so okay. it was so long ago and so irrelevant. I was just like, yeah. Aside from Durham just being a punchline, I don't need to know who these people are anymore. Yeah, it was so, always such a nothing burger. Oh, because he, he is nothing. Uh, John Durham was a guy appointed by Bill Barr millions of years ago to, quote unquote, look into the origins of the investigations into Trump, Russia and the 2016 election. It was basically just it, it was basically saying, oh, you thought Trump colluded with Russia? Well, we're going to prove that you were lying about all that. It's um. It's an attempt to discredit the Steele dossier. It's an attempt to like trust. It's basically trying to create this whole idea that um, them investigating Trump's ties to Russia was illegitimate, that it was illegal, that it was done in a politically motivated hatchet way, and that the the origin story that uh, has been told to us, the American people, that uh, George Papadopoulos getting a little too drunk at a bar and telling a bunch of Australian diplomats, hey, we, we're totally in bed with Russia, and they're going to screw Hillary and get Trump elected. And then those Australians ran to American law enforcement. One thing led to another, and this is what happened. They're trying to throw that all out. They're basically just saying that, like, like Obama on down, we're just like, we need to get Trump, and we're going to get him by tying him into Russia. And now I'm going to have the DOJ and the FBI and everyone illicitly go after him and blah, blah, blah. So, I love how th- this is the guy they have supposedly, quote, unquote, activated, like, and, and now the ball is fully rolling when they should yeah. just they should just leave that alone. Because I want to say that how long did it take for people to just, like, stop caring about the Trump Russia collusion thing like a month. Like I like, honestly, I, it was like a, it's like a wacky footnote in the history of like the, the four years of shame that we had to endure. Like I was just how, like, how long oh, did right, grab him by the pussy last? Like, like, oh, yeah. well, I was, I would say that on the spectrum of stuff that is important, uh, uh our government, like people in our government colluding with a foreign government to put a president in the White House is more important than a guy saying some foul shit about sexually assaulting. Yeah, I, I'm don't just get saying, me wrong; they both suck. But yeah, I'm right, talking about the, the national like attention week. span. Like yeah, exactly. Week. Nobody gave a shit about that, and then people gave like a, like slightly more of a shit about the Russia thing. But they were just like, like Trump did a bunch of bad stuff. He got impeached. Okay, cool. And then he was just still president for two years or whatever. So yeah, like, my my point was more to the the attention span, like how fast, like the the recency bias in America is wild. It, well, anywhere really, but especially in American politics, Trump has done so many heinous things. And yes, colluding with a foreign government would far and away probably be the worst, but. Like there were so many heinous things that he did during the election, the uh, 2016 election that should have just been the end of the game, and 
work. The Teflon's because, on, baby. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just like, like at the end of the day, it's just like, why? Like, QAnon should probably not be the people that are still like, you know, I mean, I guess they have nothing to hang their hat on. So, so g- given that they have nothing to hang their hat on, they they need to generate little hat hooks out of, oh my god, this thing from like five years ago, it's back and it's happening. And it's just like, what? Nobody cares about who cares. The the guy that was involved is not even the president anymore. Like we we had credible information that made it seem like he colluded with like or he people he was involved with had colluded with a foreign nation to get him the presidency, and everybody was just like, that sucks, and then stopped caring. So, like, I mean, why are we dragging it out still, boys? I mean, uh, to, your, to your metaphor, like, Trump is one of their major hat hooks. And uh, they <laughs> they lost the election. And now they, they are just desperate for anything that has to do with Trump making him relevant. Well, the reason why this is so important to them is because Durham is supposed to be finally the guy that's going to arrest Hillary. He's going to be the one that brings down the deep state. Uh, I've seen so many memes of um, police officers with Durham and Trump's heads superimposed over them. And then Hillary's head superimposed over the person being arrested doing the perp walk. Uh, the 21 Jump Street, where uh, the two doofy idiots are like teabagging the guy they arrested, and then the guy pulls out his gun and is just shooting it in the air and celebrating. Like that video has been remade with Durham and Trump's heads over the cops and Tr- Hillary's head over the guy laying on the ground being arrested. There, the um, there's just this mythos that. Sussman's going to get convicted. And if you don't know who Sussman is, it doesn't matter. No one knows who he is. He's absolutely he's absolutely less than nobody. And he's been charged with, I believe, one count of lying to the FBI, which is just a ridiculous one. Back when Michael Flynn got charged with that, the right wing was whining about it being a process crime and it's bullshit and it's all trumped up and it's fake. But this guy getting hit, hit up for the same charge, 100% totally legitimate. And once... Um, Sussman gets convicted. They're going to go to Michael Steele. They're going to go to all the Hillary's lawyers, and oh, eventually the dominoes start falling. You know, the right. dominoes are going to start falling, and Hillary's going to get it. Hillary is finally going to get cuffed and stuffed. Uh, Q drops one and two will finally uh, reach fruition. It'll be a fourteen-year delta at that point, probably. But it's Pizzagate it's, is real. Everything. My my dad, <laughs> my wife didn't leave me. Didn't leave me. I can see my kids again. Yeah. All of it. Every last thing you just said there. Oh, my God. It's, Couldn't yeah, help but it, notice it, there was a little bit of a stumble after you said those two magic words, as if though you were just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, like you were bracing for, some, uh, for somebody to jump in with an impression. But I, I managed to stifle myself. Uh, speaking of stifling myself, let's stifle a conversation about this douchebag because uh, he's useless and everything about him is worthless. Uh, let's move on to somebody else who is uh, also useless and worthless. Uh, but, you know, like in terms of their personality and what they're doing, not in terms of financially, because Elon Musk is certainly not worthless. He's the richest man on the planet. Uh, but uh, he sure does. He sure, sure is getting a little bit cagey about his forty-four billion dollar offer to buy Twitter, uh, as if though somebody came up to it, it was just like, "Hey, no matter how rich you are, that's still like twenty percent of your net worth, bro." So, like, what's the deal? And uh, so, uh, it seems like the needle has been moving on the the Twitter deal as well. So, uh, Mike, what's what's the deal with the the what's Elon the Twitter buyout? Yeah, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? 
A little bit, a touch, yes. Uh, so Elon has uh, basically been freaking out on Twitter, and he's talking about how the deal might have to be put on hold because Twitter has too many bots. And he has been articulating incredibly incoherent ways to check the amount of bots Twitter actually has. Um, something was posted, and Elon replied to it, asking the SEC to start investigating into Twitter. Okay. Um, you know, um, that seems like, like the sort of move you would like to do before you make an offer to buy a thing, right? Oh, we're, I'm going to get right into that in a moment. But also, like, I believe Twitter CEO posted a thing about like what their level of bot networks are and this, that, the other thing. And Elon responded to it with a poop emoji because yeah. he's a because he's a fucking child. But uh, as uh, someone pointed out, I saw. When Elon was rushing through this uh, $44 billion offer to purchase Twitter, while they were negotiating, he agreed to waive due diligence. He was just like, I want you to take this money. I want to, I want to just close the deal and begin the process of buying Twitter, which is going to require. And I, and also Elon was like, he wanted to make it a private company. So he wanted to like just own Twitter lock, stock and barrel and begin the process of buying out all the other shareholders with this $44 billion payment and all this stuff. So Elon was like, I, I, I don't need due diligence. I know what Twitter is. I'm good. I'm buying it. Oh yeah. Here's, it's my, the, here's it's the, the, the buying a social media platform equivalent of $40,000 over asking price, no inspection. Yes, exactly. Which, boy, howdy. If you're trying to buy a house in the market right now, you know, those words like, Hey, I'd like to buy this property. Well, guess what? You don't get to inspect it. And you have to ask, like ten to fifty thousand dollars over the asking price, like that's that'll get your foot in the door. If if you're not willing to do those things, oh, it should be a cash offer and not contingent. So if you want to buy a house right now it, or, or a Twitter, I guess the the that is what you need to do. Or a Twitter, yes. <laughs> um, it, it, that's really lucky for me because I happen to own a Twitter. I should put that on the market right now and see if I can get a few a couple billion dollars for it. Oh, dude, it'll be valued at like thirty eight billion dollars. But you'll you'll be able to get forty four billion, uh, no due diligence, like easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Elon Elon later on said that he might try to buy Twitter for less than what he agreed to pay for it. Which no, that's not how contracts. Yeah, that's not, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> exactly. So it shouldn't seem like at the end of the day, Twitter is just going to get one billion free dollars out of Elon Musk, right? Because that's a, that's a, that's a, a contract breaking. Yeah, yeah, like B, it was a billion dollars. Yes, that was the that was the if you walk away fee. But I, like at this point, I'm also seeing uh, some legal experts saying that hey, Twitter might be able to just literally tell Elon you have to buy us. You we, we literally made the deal. No takesies, backsies. You don't have a legal way to not purchase us. So we actually want the forty four billion. We want all of it. We want you to own Twitter. And whether or not you want to own Twitter anymore is immaterial because we have a binding contract between us and you for you get Twitter, we get $44 billion. So like that, that might be part of also the reason why Elon's like doing all this shit at this point. Well, it seems like Elon Musk could probably use some positive uh, press. (laughs) Why? Once again, if you're listening to this, Elon, uh, you, give me one million United States dollars, and my opinion of you will change. 
<laughs> I, I would like one million United States dollars from Elon Musk. I've been trying to get it off him on Twitter, and he's not listening. So you know, assuming that he is, uh, <laughs> he is a listener to the show, which of course, how could he not be? Yeah, uh, give yeah. me one million dollars, United States dollars. Just, just think, Elon. One third of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast will be in your corner for every podcast we do after L gets that crisp million dollars from you. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I'm pretty sure that if you happen to have two million other dollars, you could get the the whole the whole gang on board. You better fucking believe it. <laughs> Damn right. Right. We, we we could still cover Q and talk about how shitty they are. Then we could have our weekly segment. Elon Musk is great. He gave us one million United yeah, States dollars. All hail. All hail South, South Africa, uh, uh, emerald miners. Hooray! Gumba yeah. day! Yay. Well, Truly let's, not get, let's not get too hasty, because uh, it, we, we, we we're already doing enough hailing. Because apparently, I can't believe I have to... This is like, it's in the amuse-bouche. It's a thing I just can't believe I have to talk about. Uh, in, my, in my notes here, I have it written down as King Trump, which is just sort of an, an amalgamation of this sort of groundswell of weird or maybe it's always been happening i'm just noticing it more now but like donald trump as american royalty literally king of america like stuff happening on twitter or whatever uh specifically uh there's a there's a sweet new children's book on the market if you're interested and uh uh, i'm gonna throw it over to mike raids who hopefully has uh the, the hot skinny on this, so what's what's up? What's up with Donald Trump, King of America? <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, Cash Patel, one of the main movers and shakers on uh, Truth Social, who is a uh, sad little grifter of his own, he created a book uh, called "The Plot Against the King," which uh, the cover of this book um, has uh, Donald Trump as like he's he's definitely shed a few pounds he's not quite uh the absurd um adonis Adonis, yeah (laughs) he's not not the absurd adonis that you often see in these um in 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 right-wing media but uh he is your uh king and then there's a bunch of people all around him one of whom uh appears to be queen hillary which is King Trump and Queen Hillary married? Are they together? Is she a queen of a rival evil land? I this this confuses me. And um, basically, uh, this is a children's book where the evil Queen Hillary and the bad people uh, try to stop King Trump from ruling the world and doing good things. And uh, Trump defeats them because he's awesome and good. And uh, Cash Patel plays Merlin in this in this book. He, yeah, uh, you, he has, he has his wizard hat and his staff and he has a knight with him who is obviously another right wing grifter that I don't care to figure out the name of. And the two of them uncover, uh, Queen Hillary's evil plot against King Trump. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) this is, and because, uh, because Biden had some dum-dums, um, just come up with the term uh, the the great MAGA king for uh, Trump and also ultra MAGA. Uh, And QAnon has embraced both of these things uh, aggressively. Um, The fact that we have a king book out at this point is just, uh, just the cherry on top of all that stupidity. And uh, 
the one thing I would say to the messaging uh, people in the Biden administration is that if you're going to make this MAGA King uh, commentary, you need to go the whole nine yards with it and explain that, like, the Republicans are beholden to King Trump, that this guy lost by eight million votes. And yet uh, Governor DeSantis and Ted Cruz and Mark Rubio and every other uh, idiot who thinks they should be president they're all going to kiss Trump's ring and they're not going to be able to run a serious primary against him because they all know that the Republican primary voter is a brainless Trump robot. And that's why they're enslaved to this man who, again, lost uh, one election by three million votes and another election by eight million votes. Like that is the dunk you have to land here. And it's like like the Biden messaging team came up with like the throw the ball towards the hoop, but they didn't actually have someone jump up and then dunk the ball through the hoop. And therefore this message. So who put out this book? The book was put out by Kesh Patel and some right wing media grifter agency. It just happened to get timed up perfectly with the whole uh, great mega King nonsense from Biden. Right. So, I mean, like literally it couldn't have been a more perfect way to get them dumb free press. And it's just like, God damn it. Really? Like this, (laughs) this was the move we went for here. Uh, he's like, Boo, bad. So has this like has this Trump is King of America thing been happening the whole time? And I just haven't noticed it as much because it hasn't been getting this like swell of support because like Trump retweeted that Photoshop of him with a crown or whatever. And I've heard a lot of talk about him being the king and Don Jr. being the prince and all this nonsense suddenly of just like and, and, and for those of you who have listened to our uh first uh, episode of uh, Mule's Errand, which is uh, we, we release for free and the remaining series will be behind our mighty Patreon paywall, uh, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, you, know, you know that in, in that uh, we, we are told that uh, the American people uh, vote for their president. They are voting for who shall rule them. Yeah, who and, shall rule us. Which was news to me. I always thought I was voting for like a you know like a civil servant, somebody to represent no. me and to govern me, not to rule me. But no, it's it's to rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, Trump you're voting for a king. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, on uh, R the Donald during the 2016 campaign, that was where they were ironically referring to Trump as the God Emperor, and then it became unironic and. Whenever Trump would talk about serving more than two terms as president, it always got a rise out of them, and they loved it. They and they loved that it owned the libs because he was going to defy the Constitution and become a dictator. So the idea of their orange daddy uh, ruling over them as a king has pretty much been there since like the, the very beginning. Like they've always had this very authoritarian mindset and yearning for uh, their, their guy to be the guy forever, which when it comes to the very overweight in his mid seventies, had an almost fatal bout of COVID uh, guy who is, I don't know, ex- exhibiting some signs of dementia forever may not be that long. Let's just put it that way. Well, he ain't the only person with that problem, which we'll get into later in the episode. But uh, for now, I think it is time for us to transition away from our amuse-bouche and our uh, weak, ineffectual former uh, Orange King and into our mighty headline uh, segment, Cues in the News. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Cues in the News. Okay, strap in, friends. It's all shit from it's 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 all it's all poo poo from here on out. There's just no getting around it. Uh, biggest headline 
of the week with a bullet, the Buffalo, New York race massacre, um, which is, uh, like a bummer of the highest caliber, just, uh, no, no, no real two ways about that. Uh, but unfortunately it's something that we have to cover because the, the perpetrator, uh, released, uh, quite the manifesto that is deeply entwined with Chan culture and the, the great replacement theory and all sorts of bullshit Chan speaking points uh, that also happen to align with Q speaking points. Uh, so Mike Reyes, help, help us try to navigate the, the murky waters of this uh, horrible tragedy as it relates to QAnon. Okay, so QAnon's reaction to this thing was at the at the beginning to, of course, call it a false flag. Uh, Wendy Roger Wendy Rogers, the ultra pilled uh, Arizona state uh, senator, uh, she made a post on Telegram declaring uh, that that Buffalo was the start of quote unquote Fed Boy Summer, indicating that this shooter was an MK Ultra sleeper or that he was a Fed doing a false flag. That's Something a big yikes. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and put the, the big yikes stamp on that one. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, Wendy do that stuff. And uh, QAnon's immediate uh, jump onto the manifesto was uh, to point out that the shooter made a Sam Hyde joke, which if you don't know that what, what that shit is about – it's become a meme on Chan culture that whenever a mass shooting happens, a comedian named Sam Hyde always gets blamed as the mass shooter. Like it's just this thing where on the Chan boards, they're like, I got a photo of the guy who did it. And it's just the same photo of the same guy holding the same gun every single time. And it's part of the, of the culture to see if they can dupe the media into running with it because they know that these, um, Internet, these people who are not savvy on the internet might see these photos and they'd be like, oh my God, the chans are already reporting what's happening and I got to run it up the flagpole and they can laugh at everyone for not getting it. But QAnon is taking this in a, a fun new way because again, the guy who did this knew what that joke was and he posted it in his manifesto as a joke. And QAnon took it and was like, well, this proves the manifesto is fake and this isn't the real shooter because it's a Sam Hyde joke. So all of this is disinformation. Everything here is a lie. None of this is real. We're all being manipulated by uh, the Mockingbird media. And it's like, no, the shooter just knows the Sam Hyde joke. That's why he put it in there. That's the point. He's... He was literally radicalized on the Chan boards, and that's why he is a dumb idiot who did a terrible, awful thing, thanks to America giving monsters like him easy access to guns. I mean, you don't get to hand wave it all away because, oh, there was a joke in the manifesto. Woo! And God, I saw four or five different QAnon promoters that were like, boom, mainstream media narrative falls apart immediately. And they and they all had the same video going right to the same part of the manifesto, going right to the same joke. And it's just like a lot of the manifesto is just copy pasta from Chan boards, uh, copy pasta from the Christchurch uh, shooting. Just uh, he he didn't have an original thought in his head because I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I've read enough synopsis from other people I trust to know what it said. And it's yeah. it's that it's, it's just I've read, I've read exactly none of it and I don't need to read it because I know what he's saying Be, right. because I, 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 I used to be on the Chan boards back in the day. So it's just like I, I know the sort of 
racist, like homophobic, uh, transphobic. And they've only gotten worse. Misogynistic shit that goes on there. It turns. Hey, Elon, if you're listening to the news, now might be a good time to maybe reevaluate your idea of a true fees, a true free speech online platform, unless you have also developed some sort of like, like fucking uber powerful automated, uh, like policing and moderating service. <laughs> the Tesla, the, the Tesla Ed 2099 robot from Robocop. Because it, it turns out that if you like, if you don't have like, I mean, true free speech platform with absolutely no moderation, like just gets you a 4chan and like, Spoiler warning, 4chan is available on the internet for anybody that wants it. And the only people that like it are far-right lunatic racists that happen to be white males between the ages of like 16 and 24 that are the also so weird, the same people who are inclined to go out and typically commit mass shooting like events. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's no like, hey, any, any Republican... Any conservative, anyone, just go ahead and point me to the last time a manifesto came out and it was a liberal just being like, I hate capitalism. Uh, I don't like Donald Trump. Like, I think that student loan debt should be absolved. So in order to make these things happen, I am going to massacre a bunch of people to prove my point. It has never happened. Ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole nightmare, and the, yeah, the Chamboards have always been kind of racist, and they've only gotten worse in the intervening era. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that they ever truly like moderated was, and even then, it was like incredibly loose, was the dissemination of sexually explicit images of children. And the only reason that they were interested in trying to scrub that when it got posted is because they knew that that shit would eventually take them down for being actual crime time. Like, because anything like anything else, you could in theory just be like, oh, it was one person, you know, it was just words or whatever, free speech and this and that. But like, there's no getting around the fact that sexually explicit images of children like that is crime time. So back in the day, that was the only thing that like if you reported a thing on 4chan, it would get taken down was that um so you know in, until i decided that 4chan was not like that juice wasn't worth the squeeze uh you know in my early 20s or whatever i would be scrolling through sometimes i would see something horrible and i would report it and then it would get taken down but like they're they're never going to take down a sub like a racist screed you know what i mean they're never going to take down like a transphobic like just fucking rant about how you know cuck soy boy liberals are turning men into women or whatever like just complete nonsense it's just not what the chan boards are for the chan boards are for the generation of memes being racist misogynistic transphobic or whatever just being bad people in general and occasionally getting your hands on some sexually explicit like minor images that's what they've always been for uh i mean they they kicked off the, like 4chan kicked off uh, a bunch of the what was it? They they've kicked off a bunch, but they kicked off GamerGate, and that's why we got the worst board. That's why we got eight coon. Yeah, 
And so the other thing that happened here was because the manifesto uh, brings up the great replacement conspiracy theory, uh, this has led a lot of people to point out that um, the great replacement, which is uh, basically taking demographics in America and the West, and instead of just saying, well, you know, like the richer you are, the less likely it is that you are going to want to have a massive family because running a massive family is like very uh, difficult. Whereas back in the good old days, you had a massive family. So you could have hand, you could have labor on the farm and all that good stuff. So because uh, the West read white people have been having a lower birth rate and uh, not the West has been having a higher birth rate, the number of white people in the world and in America is declining. And you could just look at that and be like, oh, well, that's just how demographics work and that's just how things are. Or you can describe a sinister reason behind why this is happening and that white people are too cagey and smart and free-willed and they need to be bred out of existence for a docile, easier-to-control group of people to be manipulated by the elites, parentheses, star, uh, star equals Jewish people, um, to rule the world over because they'll have their docile sheep in place. And this is why at... Uh, uh, Charlottesville, you those guys with the tiki torches were marching in the streets, streets chanting "Jews will not replace us" because they were whining about the Great Replacement theory back then. Same, same old, and, same old. Yep, and it's what Tucker Carlson's been been promoting on his uh, show all the time. Uh, it's what the third ranking Republican in um, the House, uh, uh, Elise uh, Stefanik. Uh, she has uh, promoted the Great Replacement Theory in her campaigns. Uh, this uh, is this, this is something that extremists love, but mainstream Republicans are willing to go there. They're willing to dip their toe into those waters. Um, well, yeah, they have to be because the, their power is centered around Caucasian people. Like, the, sure, there are some non-white people in the Republican Party, believe you me, but percentage-wise... If you look at that pie graph, boy, howdy, that's a lot of pie that's white. <laughs> so, it's a lot of white pie. Like, regardless of what the actual reason is, spoiler warning, it is not the Illuminati or the New World Order, like, you know, trying to manipulate the media and demographics to racially breed out white people in favor of non-white people that are easier to control. It's because we are, you know, the uh, the melting pot country the land of opportunity people from other countries come here because it's a better place to live than where they're from in theory. Uh, and you know, just like, so those are all the real reasons behind it, but regardless of what the actual reasons are, the truth is that we're getting less white. And if the conservative power base is all white people, then yeah, they're going to be shook over that shit. I've said it on the podcast, like a billion times time is doing the job for us. Like as culture evolves, time is going to, assist in getting rid of what we consider today as the conservative. And then over time, the goalposts are just going to move and people that were like liberal, you know, 50 years from now will be seen as like, Oh man, Oh, your, 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 your ways are too, your old ways are too old fashioned, buddy. You're like a conservative now. And she's like, no, Elon was complaining (laughs) about that happening already on Twitter. I mean, he's full of shit, but it will happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, just look at like, you there's so many things that I, I think back on and I'm just like 
Oofadoo, like that was a, a spicy meatball take that I had back then. Oh yeah, we were we well, were we were all dumb fuck people, like you know, growing up. I mean, I I I can't look back in my life and like th- think of too many people. I was just like, damn. Even when I was a kid, that person was woke and had no hot takes. I mean, we all had. <laughs> We all had hot wrong takes. And the, the the difference is, is that like, you know, typically the people that evolve and change with the time and, you know, just sort of decide that they want to be on the right side of history and embrace the cultural wave by writing it instead of just fighting against it. Uh, those people tend to be liberal. I mean, like, yeah. not like, you know, the, the whole like t- 10 years ago, 20 years ago or whatever, if you had told me that gender was a spectrum, I would have been very confused. Yes. Uh, and yeah. I would have probably uh, 20 years ago, certainly when I was still in high school, I would have been like, I don't know if that's true. But that was me being stupid and like just like not understanding, like not having seen the studies, not having interacted with trans people like and now 20 years later, me in my mid 30s or whatever. I'm just like, absolutely. Like you identify however you want to identify. It's fucking fine. I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching, I saw like a conversation on Twitter between uh, two poker bros and they were commenting, and somehow it was about the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition and all the bullshit that that entails. And one poker bro said to the other guy, he was like, this dude has pronouns in his bio. And I was just like, why would you care? Why would that matter in the slightest? I mean... I haven't bothered to put pronouns in my bio, but if someone does, why would I care in the slightest? How does that impact my life at all? I mean, it is it is such a weird thing to be offended or upset by. Yeah, I just ner- truly nerdy, don't understand it. Nerdy sidebar. Uh, they uh, Hasbro has put out an official uh, G.I. Joe uh, role-playing game. And I was like, I wonder if it's good because I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan. Uh, I wonder... It, me wonders if it's good. Uh, so I go to look up reviews for it, and I guess on the character sheet, they have a space for pronouns for your your G.I. Joe. And uh, a lot of people were very... The the only two written reviews I could find for it on Amazon, people were, were just... Uh, they said, get go woke, get broke, uh, and just all sorts of smooth brain takes on like, Oh, if you like, yeah, if you like, if you put pronouns and shit, no fucking deal. And um, it, it was just baffling. Uh, we, we sort of gotten into, into the weeds here, but like, yeah. to, to get us back on track, the great replacement theory is horse shit. And it always has been horse shit. And it turns out that what what people are complaining about as the great replacement theory is just culture evolving in the land of opportunity where the statue that is supposed to be the beacon for our whole fucking country says, yo, bring non-American people to our soil for opportunity. Like, Hey, non-white people come here. Like, are you part of the huddled masses? Yo, huddle up here because we are where the opportunity is at. Like, I don't understand how this is a confusing notion. Well, I mean, I do understand because they're racist, but it shouldn't be a confusing notion to anyone in our country, especially people that are so-called patriots, because it's the plaque on the fucking statue, mate. Like, 
it, it she's literally holding a torch to light the way for non-white people to come to our fucking country like i don't understand it can't be more obvious than that right yeah they fight we fight against cobra the enemy and if you watch the opening of the gi joe movie they're defending the statue of liberty boom illuminati Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's it's and the other thing, one thing that always gets me about this is that this whole idea of being pure blooded and that you're white and that's really important and all this and all this nonsense. And it's like, hey, if you wanted to, uh, I don't know, keep, quote unquote, white demographics uh, high the way you did, just recategorize things. If uh, because this is the thing, if a white person marries a black person, they have a baby. You call that baby black because your the racist pure blood ideology is just like well if it's not a white person and a white person making a baby that baby ain't white and it's like well you're the ones who've then uh, signed your own demographic death warrant by doing this stuff oh yeah I mean, whiteness can be taken away and given at the drop of a hat uh, Italians Irish Swedish all were not white when they first came to America and again. First came to America with like, that's a whole other kettle of fish, but like, I'm not, and I don't think for a second, I'm saying, uh, those demographics had it worse than the literal slaves from Africa, but they were not white when they got here. They were, had that given to them later when they slowly like blended in and became part of the majority. And they can have, you can have whiteness stripped away real quick. Like just asked the Jewish faith. They go from like, like sometimes they're white and sometimes they're not. They people never forget that they're Jewish, though. And, and yeah, power can be given and taken away, and people that have power want to keep it. Hence, this fucking chungo walking up to a predominantly black grocery store and uh, killing ten people. And it's I've seen it on Twitter a ton. They, no one's talking about the police officer. I don't know his name and I'm ashamed that like fought the kid and like saved lives and died himself. He's one of the 10 killed. Uh, yeah, he was a security guard there and he shot at the kid, but the kid was wearing armor. And so the kid was able to survive being shot at and was then able to, and then returned fire and killed the guy. So, I mean, the whole good guy with a gun thing goes right out the window because this guy, this kid came strapped. He came fully armed and with body armor, um, which, I mean, it's all that, all that NRA bullshit, like, fuck them. Uh, I, 
the I mean, Irish, yeah. what you were saying before, the Irish, they earned their stripes by uh, becoming the cops and then keeping the underclass, a.k.a. black people, yeah. down. Like that was basically the the African slaves that were taken to America here to do slave labor. The way other people got a leg up and got invited into whiteness was by showing the other white people, hey, we will put our foot on these people also. We will oppress the blacks with you. Now can we have our official, can we graduate to whitehood? Like that, that's always been the way it's been. And and I saw a uh, post, and it was racist. It was racist from the top, but then in the second post, he brought up the he brought up the phrase uh, "founding stock," and that lets you know that that that's a very key statement because "founding stock" basically means English, like and. In, in a sense, also, there's a lot of German immigrants early in America also. So the Germans kind of, they snuck in with the English as being like the, the founders of America. And what Sarge was saying before, Italians, Irish, the other other folks, you got in too late, buddies. You guys aren't founding stock. So if one day... The, I hadn't heard that before. That is some racist ass shit. Yeah. So yeah, because I remember uh, some guy going at Andrew Torba, uh, the guy who runs Gab, uh, by saying you're not founding stock, and it's just like, so yeah. So I mean, like that's that's how the that's how this racist shit gets. People have to invent more racism, like blood type racism in Japan. That is the wildest shit, but. They figured it out because Japan's this incredibly homogeneous nation. Basically, everyone from Japan is from Japan. And they were just like, how can we start discriminating against each other? And it's like, we know blood type. And they have stereotypes for different people based on their blood type. And it's an important part of your politics of, of running for office. That you have the right blood type, that you're a leader blood type. I mean, it's it's just really wild how desperate we are to find ways to differentiate ourselves from other people so we can resent them and not like them. Just in, just in case we happen to have any, any hate listeners uh, in the audience today, I, I do have to say for the record, I am riddled with founder stock. I'm just like, like literally you could trace my father's side of the family to the, 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 the boat that landed here and the English it came from. Like I could not be, more founding father American. If you tried, my ancestors stepped right off the fucking Mayflower onto Plymouth Rock. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say we we've been friends for a long time. I'm just like, are you like Mayflower stock? Like, uh, yeah, I I had a relative who died in the Salem witch trials. Like, so uh, my my blood is powerfully magic and powerfully foundertastic. So if you happen to be listening to this, uh, hate listening to this, just know that I am the biggest race trader you listen to on the internet, and fuck you, buddy, because I would be more than happy to see a demographic chart tomorrow and just be like, America suddenly only thirty percent white. I'd be like, incredible, so good. That's that was the whole fucking point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, yeah. So the the uh, I guess you know massacre bad. Uh, Top-level hot take. This shit sucks. We hate it. Official official Hell World stuff. Uh, We hate it. The only reason we're covering it is because this guy was incredibly Q-adjacent because, uh, you know, to, to... to assume that Q culture never originated on the Chan boards uh, would be folly. Um, 
and uh yeah it just it sucks that we have to cover this shit and i mean just because like if we started talking about it we'd be running like super long uh we we haven't even touched on any of the other mass shooting events that happened uh anti-asian uh racism just fucking popping off uh, yet another person just walking into a nail salon and just blasting away uh racking up bodies uh yeah, I, w- I wanted to hit that real quick because that happened and QAnon and the right wingers were like, oh, this uh, this Asian guy shot up an Asian uh, par- nail parlor. The media is totally silent on it. They're covering it up. They, they, they won't cover the mass shootings that don't promote their anti-white agenda, their anti-white narrative. And uh, it came out that the guy who committed that shooting uh, did it out of uh, anti-Taiwan bias that he wants Taiwan to be absorbed. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he he wants Taiwan to be conquered by China and ruled by the Chinese mainland, and that's why he did what he did. And that is why QAnon is going to drop that shooting like a hot potato because um, once they got it in their brains that uh, Russia invading Ukraine was super awesome, deluxe good, they were like, Hey, what other nation could pick on a weaker neighbor? Hey, China's always wanted to invade Taiwan. Maybe Xi's going to do that. Let's call Xi the good guy because more invasions and more wars make Biden and America look weak, which is what we want because we like our strong daddies and we we hate Joe Biden. Yeah. So uh, once uh, the the official uh, motive for the that shooting has come out, uh, suddenly there were crickets chirping on the QAnon side of things because wanting Taiwan to be enslaved, uh, oh, wait, that guy's actually on our side. That shooter is actually promoting what we dream of. So uh, he can't be good either. Another false flag, more Mockingbird Media, <laughs> run away. Yeah, the, the current state <laughs> of America is so fucked up that uh, uh, some of our some of our citizens are importing racism from other regions of the world and using their ability to get firearms in America to, you know, engage with it in that way through through the through the lens of, oh, I can shoot my enemies now that I'm in America. Yeah. It's like now that I now that I've moved to the land of opportunity, I'm going to take my opportunity uh to shoot people I don't like from a race that I think is inferior to me. In this case, the Taiwanese. It's <laughs> just fucking just so completely off the rails. Like what a what a country we live what a country we live in. <laughs> yup. So let's, uh, let's, you know, I mean, we get to, again, there were so many mass shootings over the past week that we could fill a whole fucking episode just talking about them. But, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't think you guys want to do that either. (laughs) And I'm not necessarily sure that our listeners would want to listen to us just being like, another reason why this mass shooting was bad and we hate it. Racism and guns, all bad. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about, uh, the, the political system of our country. Because it's uh it's it's midterm madness. Yay. Or uh, as I put it in our notes here, <laughs> we have reached midterminal velocity. And uh we we do have a bit of good news up at the top to, to hopefully uh be a little bit of a palate cleanser from all the unpleasantness. Uh, <laughs> our, our boy Madison Cawthorn, he fucking lost. He lost his primary. He definitely didn't lose to a Democrat. He lost to another Republican. Yeah, the Donald Trump endorsed Madison Cawthorn somehow managed to lose. Uh, probably not on account of any of the horrible racist uh, 
shit he said, but very likely due to the fact that he accused Republicans of having coke-fueled orgies. Yeah. That was, we, we covered it when it happened, that was the line that got stepped over, and boy howdy, it seems like that was quite the line for him to have stepped over. Uh, so Mike, do you want to shed a little more light on uh, on the plight of Madison Cawthorn and other general midterm news? Yeah, so um, what else that was bringing up there was Mazen Cawthorn made some comments about being invited by Republicans to uh, cocaine-fueled orgies. Key bumps. And, yeah, and, and, the, and the key bump that the guy who was offering to take him to these orgies did in front of him. And uh, as a result, suddenly we started getting photos of Madison in lingerie. And then we got a video of Madison having a staffer uh, caress his groin and Venmo uh, payments with notes that were homoerotic. And then we finished with a video of Madison naked in bed, uh, like thrusting and grinding on a guy. They definitely weren't banging, but it was very weird. And this oppo this oppo research, which was obviously being done to uh, paint uh, Cawthorn as someone who is not straight at the very least was done uh, by Republicans against him in an effort to ruin him in a primary. And even, Trump came out with an endorsement of Cawthorn at, in the 11th did. hour in an effort to try to bail him out. But uh, that wasn't good enough because uh, uh, the homophobia that is rampant in the Republican Party, they it did it did its job. This, this effort to brand Cawthorn as gay was successful. And he lost the primary. He has conceded. Somehow he didn't uh, scree- He didn't run the Mike Lindell and start looking for the Dominion voting machines. He didn't run the Dinesh D'Souza to try to find some mules that were stuffing ballot boxes against him. He just said, you know what? Uh, the, the other guy beat me. Fair's fair. That's politics. So uh, g- good on him for being the bigger man than former President Trump and all that stuff. But uh Yeah. So uh, his uh, run as a political figure will, is now effectively over. He'll be out of office at the start of 2023. That's really weird to me. That like house, your House representatives, you only get a two-year term. And this guy is going to spend more than 25% of his term in office as a lame duck. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. really odd. That Everyone just, like, knows he's not good for anything. And like, that if you try and do coke in front of him, he will dime you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, which is like it's especially funny that he. I mean, it's sort of weird for him to be going to like crazy women's lingerie parties, uh, and also still being a total narc when it comes to being invited to a coke orgy. Uh, that part's <laughs> always been kind of weird to me. Also, kind of weird to me is just the fact that you know, like we live in a country where I, I know personally, if any of the the Democratic candidate candidates like. You know, like if if like a liberal candidate came out and was just like, "Oh, here are photos of them. Like maybe they're gay. Cause ch- check out how good they look in this women's lingerie. Look at all this weird, goofy like thrusting they're doing." I probably want to vote for them more. I mean, at the very least, it shows that they've got like a sense of humor and they've got some stuff going on in their life. That's that's sort of where the that's sort of where it is. I also just absolutely love the idea that. Republicans came out for a smear campaign against this guy, and they're just like, maybe we could cite any of the racism or any of the other, any of his horrible takes. No, let's make him look gay. Like our our, our base still hates the dreaded gays. Yeah, they it, they they went on a smear campaign and it worked, but it did seem like they weren't going after him for witnessing illegal activities and then not saying anything because that that. 
that line doesn't work. Trump got elected. So they, they attacked him for being gay. But more funny, more funny than all of that is the is how crazy. So it's just like Madison Cawthorn, like gets photographed looking honestly pretty good in some women's lingerie. Yeah, surprisingly good. He wore per- well. persona non grata. Doctor Oz can cut a video promo saying the creepiest shit imaginable about being in your bed doing exactly what you want to do. And he might win his bid in Pennsylvania or whatever. What's going on with Doctor Oz, Mike? Okay, so the, Dr. Oz is the most polarizing uh, political figure in QAnon. It is hilarious, the shit that's going on with Dr. Oz. So uh, Trump endorsed Dr. Oz for uh, Pennsylvania Senate, and QAnon immediately lost their shit because Dr. Oz has talked about transgender people without being a hateful bigot and a lunatic. Uh, there's photos of him hanging out with Marina Abramovich, who we've covered previously as being uh, just someone QAnon viciously hates because she's a performance artist who made a book called Spirit Cooking. And they think that's weird. And we'll, it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons being a gateway to Satanism. And so... For the longest time, QAnon was just like, Trump endorsed Oz, but he couldn't have done it in the hopes that Oz would win this election because Oz is bad. So we have to figure out the secret 11-dimensional chess reason for why Trump endorsed him. And they've been racking their brains. And then um, the lady, uh, uh, Barrett uh, or Barnett, uh, she she was basically a right wing extremist who was not one of the two big uh, candidates in this election. In the 11th hour, suddenly she had a good debate performance and QAnon and the hard right were like, oh, my God, we have our candidate because McCormick's a boring hedge fund investor. And Oz is, of course, a blood drinking Luciferian monster celebrity. So now we have uh, we have Barnett. She's great. We love her. We're gonna we're gonna carry her to victory. And she finished a distant third. So the hard right QAnon candidate didn't manage to uh, break through the race the way they were hoping she would. And uh, McCormick and Oz now are almost deadlocked. Like the last time I checked, Oz. They both have over 400,000 votes each, and Oz is ahead of McCormick by about 3,000 votes. So this is super razor thin between McCormick and Oz. And uh, Donald Trump, a political expert, has uh, posted on Truth that Oz needs to declare victory right now. Just just, just do it. Just say, just say you won. Say it's over. You're the champ. You got, you got the belt. You're the man. And... Uh, Fuck anyone who did not tries to deny you. So that way, when um... that, that, that's exactly how Trump wants our pol- our political system to go. He, he wants it to be like you counted the votes until you are in the lead, no matter how many votes are still left to be tallied, and then you just snap it off and say, "Well, I'm in the lead, so I win." And that's <laughs> that. So yeah, when it gets to where you want it, I, I'm glad. Well, you... because the last time he went to sleep and when he woke up, he was losing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that QAnon doesn't like Dr. Mehmet Oz. Like, I was like, there's no way these anti-Semites like this guy. Oh, they they viciously hate Oz. Like, um, they've literally uh they've literally made posts about like they're like, you know, I'm with Trump on 99% of things, but this Oz thing is just a bridge too far. I can't do it. 
and it's really it's really funny like they're like uh, uh torba and the and the hard right on gab who fucking hate trump because of truth and all that kind of stuff and and also because of jared kushner because jared kushner's jewish and boo um They've been like riding it hard. They're like, they're like, he vote, he wants Oz, who's a Turkish citizen and is a monster. And Wendy Rogers was like, we can't vote for Oz. We need a hundred true American citizens in the Senate. No dual citizenship, which again is an anti-Semitic dog whistle about people having loyalty to Israel. And and so like just. Uh, so you have the people that just hate Trump that are going at him for Oz. And then you have the QAnon people trying to square that circle. And I, I mean, there, I haven't, we just started recording the podcast right when I saw the, uh, the post by Trump telling Oz to just take the W and do a victory lap. I can't wait to see them trying to wrap their heads around it. They cannot accept that Donald Trump is a like smooth-brained moron star fucker of the highest order. And when he heard a low-level celebrity like Dr. Oz was running for public office, he's like, I'll endorse him. I'll endorse any fucking celebrity. I, I just want Dr. Oz to give me a phone call and tell me how great I am. I mean, Trump is just such a needy yeah. piss baby. And the idea that famous Dr. Oz might call me up and talk to me oh my god he's it's like dude you are the fucking president do you he just he's just a, such a small person that doesn't understand like the the shit he pulled off he's homer simpson only even dumber well I mean, he needs as just, many doctors as he can get in his corner in case he ever has cause to have somebody sign documents to the effect that he is a perfect human specimen yeah. that will live to the age of 150 <laughs> and any pictures you may have seen of his doughy body and full set of breasts were doctored and under his shirt he's got abs we promise like <laughs> yeah for for more information on dr oz find the behind the bastards uh series on dr oz and they go into detail on how much of a shit bag he is so don't don't think for a second just because QAnon doesn't like him he's a good guy yeah oh yeah, yeah oz I mean, is a piece of shit and fuck bro- broken clock etc yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, one last headline for the week before we get into our, our mailbag. Uh, let's briefly, we're not going to do a full uh, Russia roundup uh, this week. I mean, suffice to say, they're still not doing great. Uh, th- we're we're going to focus the beam a little bit this week and talk about uh, the, r- the, the scuttlebutt that's been coming out regarding Vladdy Daddy's failing health uh so, apparently according to uh to some some member of his military cabinet or whatever uh vladimir putin may in fact be suffering from blood cancer which yeah. sounds not great yeah so uh like, mike and or sarge whoever's the most plugged in on vladimir putin's failing health uh why don't we give the listeners a little bit a little bit of information regarding uh poor, poor, poor putin I have the New York Post article pulled up if you if you don't have go, it. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin is very ill with blood cancer, an oligarch close to the Kremlin said in a secret recording obtained by New Line magazine, New Lines magazine, whoever they are. So take this with a grain of salt about that. And uh, they said that the the blood cancer is not specified, which to me sounds like leukemia, but it could be anything. So. Uh, I thought leukemia was a bone cancer, not to get nipped. Ah, uh, that, that's white blood cells. It's white. But oh, yeah, white okay. Blood cells, yeah. Shows what I know. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm sure there's a million other forms of the cancer like that. But um, 
so this came out and I mean, we've all seen the vote, the, the videos of like Putin with a weird gate, uh, gripping the table, the, the, the table gripping video, which was so strange because Putin is a dictator who has absolute control over the media. And you would think that if he didn't want that, uh, put on TV, it would not have been there, but he was like, no, me white knuckling this desk while I talk to somebody for 15 minutes with me not moving a muscle because except for my foot weirdly tapping all the time. I mean, like all of the stagecraft of that was so bizarre. I mean, um, it's just, it's just really uh, like wild that Putin is like, it's obvious he's banged up in some way, shape or form, but like, like the fact that anyone was willing to leak any information that like, his problems could be uh, potentially fatal. I mean, that's that's kind of jarring. Russia's military, the lie has been put to them, but their propaganda machine is second to none. And well, that's part of the reason I've been, I've been seeing some tinfoil hat stuff. And honestly, I, I started to wear a little bit of tinfoil myself that these sort of leaks are like indicative of some behind the scenes, Ball, ball rolling to start maybe de-Putining themselves uh, over in Russia, considering the war effort has been fucking atrocious, to say the least. And yeah. if they have, like, probable cause, you know, to try to remove him in either an actual legitimate political way or the traditional Russian way of pushing him out of a window because his health is failing, like, they, I've heard that there might be some some sort of uh, internal strife in the Russian government uh, regarding their their fearless leader, who is possibly incredibly ill with blood cancer, and uh, in theory is the one with his wheel or with his hand on the wheel of this horrible war effort that's just like pantsing them on a global stage. So you know, the the little bit of tinfoil that I'm wearing isn't so much that I necessarily think that that's happening, but it seems like if it, if it were to happen, now would be a great time. Yeah, um, it just makes so much sense. Like, this war gets them nothing, and he he's always been very vain and, like, very prideful. And, the, like, him, like... And like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, he was obsessed with the video of Gaddafi getting like brutally murdered by his people. And he just wants to show strength. And what what is more weak than being riddled with terminal cancer? My, my partner uh, actually asked me, she was asking me about the war and she's like, why doesn't he just back off on this? Like, why doesn't he stop like this war that they're losing? And I was like, he can't death before dishonor yeah literally he, death before dishonor he can't back off now like they've come too far and to 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 concede a uh, victory would be a sign of weakness and he would look weak to the entire world and we would know that he doesn't have the chops to like nuke us so a lot more already a bunch more nations are joining nato Oh yeah, yeah. Fin- Finland and Sweden are putting their uh, uh, Finland's government just p- like passed the resolution to agree to put their application into NATO, and the vote passed like one hundred and eighty-eight to like eight. I'd love to know who those eight guys are. Like, nah, we're good yeah. on our own. We don't need to worry yeah. about this. We got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so 
the things things that looking so great for Putin, Eric Andre shooting Hannibal Burr's meme, how, how could blood cancer do this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um uh, so yeah, I mean we'll uh we'll we'll keep uh we'll keep reporting on it. Well, I mean reporting on it. I, we'll we'll keep covering it because reporting on it implies that we are journalists, which we are not. We are absolutely not. Well we are not journalists for sure, and we are not making enough money off of this to call ourselves professional comedians so the moment we're we're just podcasters which means nothing so always take everything we say with a grain of salt hopefully it makes you laugh but uh a grain of salt all over it salt bay style man remember what was that five six years ago remember salt bay before yeah. coronavirus time dilated everyone he's also a huge piece of shit oh it, really that professional chef is a scumbag i don't believe yeah. it they they always seem so well adjusted and nice," said no one ever. I love how like Anthony Bourdain was is like everyone is like you know most people's like favorite like good quote unquote good guy celebrity chef and uh, I mean like you know I I like Bourdain as much as the next person. I'm not sure if I just unequivocally call him a good guy. Like yeah. I don't think you get to level of professional chef without being some kind of scumbag. And if you're a professional chef and you're listening to this, I apologize. But at the end of the day, you can just say, yeah, fuck what else has to say about me. I make way more money than him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's, uh, let's wrap up our, our series of uh, unfortunate headlines and uh, go into what will hopefully be a more pleasant mailbag experience. That sounds like a plan. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, starting off, we have a Sub-Zero shirt art uh, saying, uh, based on what I'm hearing about, quote unquote, the Batman movie, are you are you guys suing Warner Brothers for stealing your trademark Riddler Q? If I got that right, the last iteration of the Riddler is essentially Q, and he shares the movie with the Penguin character, no, no less. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have enough juice to sue Warner Brothers, but it was really funny to see that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, uh, I was, I was incredibly disappointed in, in, that that was the direction they took uh, the Riddler because it seemed incredibly lazy. Um, we did a we did a binge worthy episode on it back when we were uh, still capable of scheduling time to record that. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like he like it, it was for sure, you know, the director's choice to be like cultural sort of zeitgeist. Like, what about like toxic online? Uh, radicalization of the the white man in America. So it very much was a Riddler style cue, um, including but not limited to his plan being very stupid and bad. Uh, the end of that movie, uh, just essentially boiling down to, and then we'll shoot some people. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, what 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 a what a what, a, what an incredible supervillain Batman is up against. <laughs> Batman versus the guy that shoots people. Uh, but I guess you know. For somebody who gets credit for having the greatest rogues gallery in comics, uh, let's be real. His primary antagonist is a clown, like a literal actual clown. So maybe maybe our expectations are just set too high. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think we have any legal recourse, which would be great because I, I love for, what was it, Matt Reeves? I'd love for Matt Reeves to be the person giving me one million United States dollars, but I'm still pulling for Elon to come through on that front. Come on, Elon, you can do it. I believe in you. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Deport Gamers asks, what do you wish was more common knowledge about QAnon? Uh, I would want the, the thing that I would want to be the most common knowledge for people to know is that 
it comes from the the protocols of the elders of Zion, and so it has to be anti-Semitic from the from the Drum Street, because every time you uh, see the mainstream media cover QAnon, they always talk about a mysterious guy on the internet who left cryptic riddles, and it's like that sounds interesting. That sounds like mysterious and dangerous and sexy and wild. And no, just be like the QAnon conspiracy theory, the latest in a series of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that claim a, a group of people secretly control the world from behind the scenes. That's that's how you actually you, like anti-Semitic should be in front of QAnon every time you explain the theory to uh, John Public and like that guy, like the person who's never heard fuck all about QAnon. The first word that needs to be tied to the theory is anti-Semitism, because. Q in very early on literally devoted like four or five posts to quote unquote Rothschild banks in the world. And it was just literally like this bank in Korea, this bank in New Zealand, this bank in Australia. And it was, I mean, it was the most boring. It was literally Q reading out of a fucking phone book, but he was just so desperate to get it on the record that like, 230 out of 256 countries in the world have Rothschild banks in them. So, like, just to let you know, the Jews rule the world through their banks that are everywhere. And uh, BTWs, there are no Rothschild banks. That's not a thing that exists. It's fucking horseshit. So, like, See, I was under the impression that the Irish ruled the world because yes. McDonald's has locations in several countries. I mean, just all over the place. Like you, you could go the world over and and hit a McDonald's. Isn't McDonald's Scottish? Don't is the it, Scottish it, rule the world? Is that a Scottish <laughs> thing? I think it's a Scottish name. It it, it was completely made up, but uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know the difference between Mick and Mac when it comes to when it when it comes to uh, yeah. To, I could be a hundred percent wrong. If anyone's listening and they want to educate us, feel free to tell us whether or not McDonald's is an Irish or Scottish thing and what the difference between a McDonald's and a McDonald's would be. Uh, I just have to say, oh my God, I just looked up the Rothschild Bank, uh, Q, the, the first Q drop that started it, and it goes uh, Cambodia, and then uh, two steps below Cambodia is Canada. Between those two uh, nations, it I believe it was meant to list uh, Cameroon, but because Q's a fucking moron and can't type, uh, Cameroon Cameroon is came rune, and then uh, the word came space, then the word rune r capital R O O N, then colon, and then Bank of Central African States, Cameroon. Is one of the nations. I also of- did some googling, and I uh, quickly found out that McDonald is in fact a Scottish name, and I have probably offended several Scots by accidentally saying Irish instead of Scottish. So I'd like to take the time to apologize to them, uh, and it apparently uh, it means son of Donald uh, from the Gaelic Mac, and then I'm not. Uh, it's phonetically spelled Dom Domnwill, but I mean it's Gaelic, so yeah. that word could mean <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, it could literally mean Bob if it's in Gaelic and has seventy five letters. Just that is the most bizarre language in the in all of the. Yeah, universe. you know, I would have put together that it was Scottish immediately if I if I had actually done as Sarge uh, just suggested and conflated it with Scrooge McDuck, who I know to be Scottish. But the thing is, is that like now that I'm thinking about it, in terms of in terms of cultural mindshare, I think the only two Mick anythings that live in my brain are Scrooge McDuck and McDonald's. So. 
uh, I, I'm simultaneously not surprised I didn't make the connection and also uh, sort of disappointed in myself that I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> I, apologize, I apologize to all the proud Scottish McDonald's in the world. I did not mean to call you Irish. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the question, uh, I, I would just want people to know how dangerous QAnon actually is and how many lives it's actually ruined, that it's not just some goofy thing on the internet. Uh, hopefully January 6th did some of that. And, yeah. But like, uh, yeah, this yeah. isn't cryptids. This isn't Bigfoot or Loch Ness. This is a real thing that hurts people. Yeah, and I, and I I really want people to know how great that new Ducktail show was. I'm a big fan, and it just shows one of the greatest Scotsmen of all time, Scrooge McDuck. Tradi- traditionally incredible Irishman, Scrooge McDuck. Uh, <laughs> How it, for for the, the, the uh, on, on to the QAnon question. So aside from the, it, it is a dangerous anti-Semitic thing. Uh, I guess the next one down on the list for the, the strong bullet points you would need to know about Q uh, is that it originated from the Chan boards. And the most important takeaway from that is what exactly you are going to get if you are interested in truly unmoderated free speech social media platforms. Like, w- w- without without moderation, things do not turn into a utopia. They turn into a dystopia. Like, we have laws for a reason. What is moderation if not laws for an online discourse? So, like... I would not suggest going to any of the Chan boards. All you need to know is that QAnon derived from online spaces with no moderation where anti-Semites could get together and be dangerous. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for the question. Yes. So uh, Reverend Xenofact asks, uh, Cretans have a lot of people they choose to hate. Give us the top 10 uh, QAnon villains in order of how hated they are. That's all my question. Uh, that's a hilarious. Uh, I don't oh, know that I ha- people who QAnon hates, not yes. QAnon people we hate. No, no, no. Q- who, yeah, who does QAnon hate? And- well, I mean, detailing d- from the previous question, like, are we, does it have to be an individual or can we just put people of the Jewish faith, comma, all? I, mean, <laughs> I think ball. Hillary Clinton beats out. Uh, Jews, right? Yeah, Hillary Clinton's number one, because Hillary Clinton is literally the foundation of QAnon. Q-drops one and two are Hillary Clinton's about to get cuffed and stuffed. I mean, the... Uh, that's why all the all the, I mean again, Durham is prosecuting this nobody for lying one count of lying to the FBI. What is what is every QAnon's meme? Hillary Clinton being perp walked. Hillary Clinton getting teabagged by the cops on Twenty One Drum Street. Like, well, they maybe, maybe this is it. a semantic argument, but Q, the quote unquote individual, maybe his number one like enemy was Hillary Clinton, but like. If the most important takeaway from QAnon is that it's derived, like QAnon is a movement, is that it's derived from the protocols of the elders of Zion, then shouldn't it be impossible for anyone other than Jewish faith be number one on that list? Like if if the, if, the, if their Bible was essentially just like, and on the first day God created non-Jews and they were the greatest and Jews suck, like then wouldn't that have to be number one? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. No, I totally understand what you're saying, but uh, what I would say to that is they, they've just managed to internalize this burning of hatred of Hillary, but if you ever uh, tried to get them to talk about Hillary, Hillary is just a pawn of George Soros, who's a Jew. So they would they would get there. They would get to their anti-Semitism through Hillary, but they've internalized 
such a massive hatred of Hillary that it's it's wild. I mean, I think that would be that would be a really tough pull for a QAnon promoter to make where it's like, who do we need to have arrested more, Hillary or Soros? Like if you are following the internal logic of the movement, uh Zuckerberg, Soros, um uh, Klaus Schwab, um the money people would be the actual bad guys. Cause like he, Alex Jones will even say it when he's like ranting and raving about how much he hates W and Obama and all the rest of them, that they're just puppets, that the money guys are the real bad guys. And that they are also just puppets to the literal Christian devil. I was about to say uh, us talking, uh, we fuck Mike got there before I could. I was just like, God damn it. We, we brought up Alex Jones. We all know who the number one enemy of QAnon is number one <laughs> with a bullet. Literal Christian devil. Oh yeah, redskin, pitchfork, little cape, the whole nine. Literal he Jewish is. devil. You you yeah. you better believe he's queer coded. He yes. is like when he shows up on the scene, he is mincing. Uh, he's probably got good taste in in clothes. Like they just could could not hate him even even more if they tried. And guess what? He's definitely queer coded. So yeah. literal Christian <laughs> devil number one with a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, basically that like, and that's the thing is like everybody else is like the Batman rogues gallery of villains. They rotate in and out. If like immigration and voting is the issue, it's Soros. If it's vaccines and technology, if it's vaccines, it's Gates. If it's technology, social media, it's Zuckerberg or whoever's running Twitter on this given day. But like the, the top three of like, uh, Soros, uh, I mean, like scary Jewish people, one Hillary, two literal Christian devil. Those three are they're they're the Mount Rushmore. They're the immovable ultimate bad guys. So yeah, um, I would say that pretty much nails it. Wow, yeah, we really crushed that question. Good oh, we us. were so good. We were so good on that question. Um, so, um, Cleodora Sil- uh, Silvestri, uh, she's, uh, she is watching NFTs and her name is still so long collapse. That's, that was the final payoff. Yeah. Uh, throughout the entire history of American politics, has there ever been a blander, more boring, less energetic candidate to any political seat than Q himself, Ronnie Watkins? Uh, Bob Dole. I- <laughs> Bob Dole, Bob Dole. <laughs> And, uh, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because I'm sure a lot of you have even forgotten that Bob Dole was a thing. And may, maybe you're young enough where you just weren't around for when Bob Dole was like on the periphery of something that you had to pay attention to. But goddamn, was Bob Dole just a literal nothing? He was just such a boring old white guy. It was like he was like what would happen if like a suit got caught in a gust of air that filled it out enough to look like a person for a while and then as soon as the gust died down the suit crumpled onto the ground and vanished like but bob dole was astonishingly bland <laughs> yes the, the, the nothing that was bob dole was inspired he was just ephemeral i mean it just really went to show you how uh, republicans had sort of let the cupboard run bare because before they had had uh, Reagan, who was the, the, the great leader and their hero, and then that, that the Pappy Bush, who lost to Bill Clinton, and then they're like, well, how are we going to get Clinton out of office? They're like, Bob Dole. Bob Dole's our answer. Yeah, and then he, the, and then he loses the landslide. son of a bitch. Yeah. And what's really funny is that until this cult of Trump came about, 
like Republicans didn't have anyone to hang their hat on since Reagan. And that's wild because you you had uh, both Bushes get elected to the presidency and you had this long period of time where Republicans just ruled the White House with iron grip. But they couldn't worship Nixon because he resigned in disgrace. They couldn't worship Ford because he lost to Jimmy Carter. And they couldn't worship the two Bushes because Pappy lost to Bill Clinton and W left office in absolute shambles with an approval rating around like 25%. So it's like you had this like 50-year window of Republican politics. And the only guy they could say, that's our boy, was like senile old rapping Ron, like stumbling his way out of, out of office after two terms. And that was it. And now, like, they've literally gone from the party of Reagan to the party of Trump, a guy who, again, served one term and lost reelection by eight million fucking votes. That's the new, that's their new champion. That's the great mega king. I mean, it's it's so wild how empty that party is. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of bland politicians out there. So uh, a lot of and a lot of them are going to happen to be conservative. I mean, look at Mitt Romney. I mean, he's also. <laughs> Not exactly lighting the world on his fire with his charisma. I mean, the most interesting th- thing about that guy is his faith. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and even then, it's just like, oh, really? Like that's that that's that's the response it should elicit. Like, I'm Jerry Badmouth mittens. It's like I'm Mitt Romney. Okay, what you got going for me? I believe in the Church of like the, the Church of Latter Day Saints, and it's just like, oh, really? And then that's the extent of the conversation with them. Yeah. Were, were were you one of those kids who quote unquote let it soak? Were you a jumper? Are jumpers real? We know the soaking thing's real, but are the jumpers real? Tell us, Mitt. Let us know about the strange sexual practices of your bizarre cult religion. Uh, of all the people in that church, I think Mitt, Mitt Romney might be the least I'm interested in hearing about whether whether or not he has soaked. I don't want <laughs> I don't want nothing to know about Mitt Romney's peen. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. Uh, but the one thing I will say about Ron is that, like, because he's running for a lower office and he has, like, Bob Dole at least, like, served in World Bob War II and had, like, a biography. Ron's just literally that weirdo from the internet who decided to carpet bag from Japan to America to run for office. So, like, holy shit. Like, what a. What an absolute nothing of a person who hopefully will receive absolutely nothing when it comes to votes when uh, primary day arrives. So, yeah, go to hell, Ron Walker. Bob and, uh, yep. and uh, our final question, because uh, uh, Troy McClure, sorry, Troy McClure, your question was covered in the main podcast. Uh, Big Bad Bald Bastard asks, how do we convince Cawthorn and other MAGA primary losers to attack their victorious opponents with stolen election narratives? Um. I wonder, it's really funny that Cawthorn didn't do that because it seemed like that was the kind of guy. But I figure Cawthorn, because he's really young and he's basically a Nazi, he probably figures that he has a successful career in front of him as a right-wing grifter. And if he's going to do the book about the key bump and the cocaine orgies, he's got to make it a book so he can sell it and make a few bucks. If he just goes on TV and starts ranting and raving, it's going to both hurt his short-term and long-term profitability. But uh, Barnett in Pennsylvania, I mean, she was nothing before this election. She had one good debate performance and suddenly went up the polls and then she crashed back down to earth. Like, there's no reason for her not to go full-blown QAnon on this shit. She should, please, please throw some sand in those gears. 
Yeah. Yeah. Take the mask off. He's like, tell, go run the Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell will give you a pile of money if you tell him the election was stolen from you. Give us something to talk about next week. Yes, please. I mean, even though, again, it's it's Oz and McCormick who are neck and neck, just claim they stole 100,000 votes from you. And if, uh, if, the, if, they, if, they, if we had captured the Oz and McCormick mules who were battling each other at the ballot boxes, <laughs> I'm now imagining a 2,000 mules sequel where you have an Oz mule and a McCormick mule punching each other at a ballot box, ripping up each other's ballots and throwing them on the ground. And it's just like, oh, my God, that would just trust me when we get to the 2000 Mules videotape parts snooze. Oh, God. That, again, it's what uh, what Elle said in the first one. It's it's the waving trees of election fraud stories. It's just like, it's, God, uh, it's been real fun. We've only yeah. done one episode. Yeah, and it, it's, it's it, on it, the it, timeline. Go listen to it if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, b- but, briefly, back to the Cawthorn thing. I mean, like. I would not be surprised if he just wants to get out of the public spotlight for a little while, because with how fast and furious those quote unquote incriminating photos and videos were coming out about him, like I would be really, really surprised if that wasn't the tip of incriminate, like incriminating shit iceberg for him. Cause he's, he's young and like, you know, he's like a relatively attractive white guy or whatever. So he was probably getting up to a bunch of ill-advised shit certainly during his college years or whatever. You know what I mean? So like he probably just doesn't want to have political spotlight on him for a little while because he's just like, wow, the the thrusting video came out and there's even worse than that. So I got to just lay low and make sure that like nobody has cause to continue to dig up my skeletons out of my closet. Yeah, like uh, when he when, when he was in college, he, apparently he had like uh, in, in numerous like uh, complaints filed against him for sexual advances and Im- impropriety in college that uh, that happened to all the women around him. So uh, it seems like yeah, there there's there's a lot there's a lot of bad there. And again, yeah, and previous- I mean, he does happen to like have like homosexual tendencies that he's repressing that have like bubbled to the surface at some point. Like if there's a sex tape out there of him having sex with another man, it is going to be really hard for him to just be like, I was just goofing. It was just a funny joke. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, and I'm not saying there is, I, like, I don't want anybody to think that like, you know, I'm, I'm being fucking. Or that we're shaming him for it because that's all that we're shaming fine. Yeah. But I mean, like that, that's why I said, quote unquote, incriminating. I mean, like, you know, I would respect him more if he was just like, yeah, it turns out that I, I've been gay the whole time. And like, I'm, instead of repressing it anymore, I'm coming out and I'm being proud. Like, I would still hate him because he's a piece of shit. But it's always nice to see people that are repressing their homosexuality just embrace who they really are. Uh, so but like, if there is any like more damning stuff for his political ideology like out there in video or picture form i'm sure that he would be perfectly happy to just let that slide and just let those sleepy dogs lie oh absolutely absolutely Although it would be, it would be great having to hear him try to spin an actual sex tape between him and another man it's like we were wrestling and like one thing led to another. Like I accidentally ended up inside of him. And then like upon trying to exit him, I just like slipped and went back inside. And the ground was, and the ground was very slippery because of lubrication that was there for reasons that were unknown to either of us. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, that brings us to the, uh, the question, the, the question of numerous of the week is what are you looking forward to? Um, geez, 
I usually have something just re- raring and ready to go for this. Uh, I've got something for you if you want to. If it. you want me to vent for you a little bit, uh, I have a, a my uh, my my birthday is relatively coming up, uh, which is to say that it is like vaguely coming up soon. But I'm going to have to celebrate it on a day that is that is far removed from the actual day itself. But it means that I have leverage to guilt my friends into actually getting together for a board game night. And I haven't done like a real board game night in like a month because everyone's just been fuck off busy with a bunch of plans and et cetera. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to getting together with some some uh, pals and uh, playing some board games. They were just like, hey, what do you want to do? And I was just like, I would like to get together with myself and no more than like three or four of my other friends so we can sit down and play board games that are meant for exactly four people. And like, that would be great. Let's let's do that, <laughs> and maybe eat some Indian food because I love Indian food. That does sound like a good plan, Sarge. Yeah. Have you figured something out? Yeah, I figured something out. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, tucking into Atlas's. It's not new, but uh, they have a very story sci-fi spanning time and space uh, mystery action thing called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim and uh, pick that up. I'm looking forward to finally tucking into it uh, here soon. So there we go. That's cool. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, continuing and then finishing my uh, Twitter thread on 2000 Mules because this movie is such horse shit and I lo- I just love debunking. I love just say, looking at someone publishing just open lies everywhere and be like, nope, 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 bullshit, 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 bullshit. I just love that stuff. Uh, I loved that um, when I started talking about this, uh, I was like, hey, I saw a bunch of people like talking about stuff they had done and, and research they had put into looking at the movie. And I was like, we should do a DM group. And suddenly I was sucked into a room with like seven other people. And they were like showing me all the evidence they had already found attacking the film. And I was just like, I was like, fuck, this is incredible. So I gave all of those people a shout out at the start of my long thread because they've put in so much work to uh, dig into this. And uh, I just love doing that kind of stuff. Um, Thankfully, the Celtics won game seven against Milwaukee. Unthankfully, they lost game one to Miami last night, which is unfortunate, but I get more basketball in my life for at least another week or two. And uh, so I get I get debunking in sports ball. What more could Mike Reigns want in life, basically? So, yes. uh, probably not 30 to 40 point blowout games, because boy, howdy. Even I watched that game seven against the Bucks, and I was just like, this this got very boring after halftime. This is incredibly oh. boring. Oh, if, if 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 that was boring for you, holy shit! Thank God you didn't see the uh, Phoenix uh, Dallas game afterwards. Uh, as much as little sports ball as L watches, I'm pretty sure L would understand that the Phoenix Suns scoring 27 points in the first half of a basketball game is really fucking bad. And uh, they also then lost by like about 40 points. That was an incredibly awesomely terrible game yeah I, 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 doesn't I, have a basketball team got, got, got a lot of people on the social media just being like wow as bad as that celtics game seven was it wasn't nearly as bad as the other one and i was just like holy shit because the celtics when i watched they won by like 30 points so what the fuck is going on in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> the other game was a 30 point lead at halftime that's how bad that game was it's oh. like in the, aren't these supposed to be the best teams playing each other am i confused about how playoffs in the nba work like isn't the playoffs supposed to be all of the best teams competing against one some another anime shit 
blank. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and it and it, and it just it just went real sideways, real hard. Those two game sevens. It was uh, some horrifying indeed. Uh, well, uh, at least the right team won in uh, in your case because I know that you were a Celtics fan. And uh, speaking of things that you love, I think the most appropriate way for us to leave Hell World this week would be to jump on some number of mules, maybe even two thousand of them, and ride triumphantly into the sunset outside of Hell World. So uh, we're going to wrap up the show for the week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. If you would like to continue to support us, the cheapest slash freest way to do so would just be to uh, tell a friend if you think they might be so inclined to listen. Uh, Go ahead and post about us on social media if you'd like to. Engage with us on social media at at Hellworld on Twitter. I almost gave the whole URL, including the Twitter part. And I was like, no, 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 that's not necessary. Uh, And that's, of course, Hellworld spelled with a Q instead of an O. Uh, and if you'd like to, uh, give us a five-star review on whatever, uh, platform of podcasting of your choice, uh, that would be great. If you have some money and you want to support us by giving that money to us, we would be eternally grateful. And you could do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics, where you can join our legions of beautifuler babies who have access to our 40, almost 50 plus hours of bonus content, including series such as Kabbalan, What We Do Out of Shadows, and the now ongoing Mule's Errand, uh, all of which is us discussing, debunking, and uh, running up the score on QAnon propaganda films and series this week we have like a robust number of beautiful babies for us to shout out uh so thank you so much for your support bill h megan d rob f arthur e and joe the pode which i sure hope is how that's pronounced even though it sounds sort of like a slur or at the very least a name that you might call somebody that you don't like but uh yeah thank you so much bill megan rob arthur and joe the pode for your support uh we love you for it But we understand that some of you folks out there might have some disposable income and don't want to give it to a couple of jerks on the internet, and we totally get that. So you can feel free to take that money and donate it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation, and we've been supporting them since the inception of the show. Uh, They do good work, so if you have some money and you'd like to do some good with it, go ahead and donate it to them. Or, of course, you can donate it to whatever uh, pro-Ukraine charity you desire to help them defend their country against the Russian incursion of Laddy Daddy and his apparently poisonous blood. Thank you so much to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro theme. DJ Minimal Effort still too cool for social media, so consider this shout out our only way of thanking him. If you'd like to, you can uh, go ahead and help us in thanking our buddy Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO for supplying all of our bumps, our intro uh, content warning, uh, the voice of Q whenever we need it. Uh, that would be just fine and dandy. Normally, this time I and during the show, I would be uh, hipping you to a, a Sergeant I spinoff podcast, binge wordy. Uh, but we haven't recorded one of those at a spell because our lives have suddenly become incredibly swollen with uh, different demands on us. But if you'd like to listen to our back catalog and uh, be the first to know if a new episode ever drops, you can follow us on Twitter at BingeWordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. You can find that podcast wherever your podcasts are provided. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the mysterious Hellworld L, joined by Hellworld Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.